1801, and a document lands on an unoccupied desk. This one act will define our entire system of checks and balances and pave the way for momentous decisions that would affect our lives in fundamental ways. Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you a couple all-beef patties with lettuce, cheese, pickle, and a sesame seed bun, this is the special sauce, the essential stuff in between, the personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. Your history and government teachers lied to you. Well, not lied really as much as oversimplified. See. The narrative goes that the founders set up the American government with three separate co-equal branches of government as a system of checks and balances. But that's only sort of true. They did create relatively equal executive and legislative branches to provide a check on each other. But by the time they got to Article 3 of the Constitution, they were really mainly interested in setting up a system of referees for disputes. But something happened in 1801 that would upend this order and provide a new role for the court that would come to define it. The election of 1800 was tumultuous and ended in a near total defeat for President John Adams and his Federalist Party in Congress at the hands of Thomas Jefferson and his Democratic Republicans. And sheesh, Tom, pick one. Faced with turning over the reins of power, Adams and his allies decided there was only one way to hamstring the incoming administration. They passed the Judiciary Act of 1801 and the Organic Act for the District of Columbia, which allowed Adams to fill a slew of new judicial branch positions with lifetime appointments. One of these last-minute appointments, known as the Midnight Judges, because Adams stayed up writing them late into the night three days before Jefferson's inauguration, was a commission for William Marbury to become Justice of the Peace of the District of Columbia. All right, now, try to follow the bouncing ball here. Adams makes the appointments. They're confirmed by the Senate and notarized by the Secretary of State, who is charged with delivering them. The problem is, the outgoing Secretary of State has taken another job, and he has asked his brother to deliver the appointments, which, you know how that goes. Ultimately, 23 commissions are left undelivered, and they're found sitting on the desk by the incoming Secretary of State, James Madison, who proceeds to deliver the commissions that would go to members of his own party. But as to the Federalists, he and Jefferson are all, you know what? No. Marbury doesn't receive his commission, and thus establishes another grand American tradition by promptly suing Madison. So the case comes before the Supreme Court, and here is where Chief Justice John Marshall really tees it up. He rules that Marbury should be entitled to his commission, and he rules that it is illegal for Madison to withhold it. But wait, there's more. He then notes, though, that the jurisdiction that Congress gave the court to hear Marbury's case was in opposition to the Constitution. Therefore, the court could not provide the relief that Marbury sought because the statute that authorized it to do so 
was unconstitutional. This is the first instance where the Supreme Court actually had teeth. The power to invalidate laws passed by Congress or acts of the executive branch is known as judicial review. And Chief Justice John Marshall made it the mission of the Supreme Court with the stroke of his pen. It is emphatically the duty of the judicial department, he wrote, to say what the law is. This gave the court a new role in the American system, that of an explicit check on the power of the other two branches. So Marbury doesn't get his commission after all, which is somewhat of a slap in the face of the Adams administration and a minor victory for Jefferson, and all because the outgoing Secretary of State was too busy in his new job to deliver the remaining commissions. If he had, the Supreme Court might not have found its role as quickly under Chief Justice John Marshall's leadership. And who was that outgoing Secretary of State that failed to deliver the commissions? None other than Chief Justice John Marshall. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to dish about that thrift store haul? Drop me a note. The address is yell at AmericanEsoterica.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. <laughs>